Hello and welcome to Cubicles in Christ. Kelly Johnson, certified leadership coach and founder of Be Well My Soul, is on a mission to encourage and inspire you to be spiritually authentic and thrive in life. Let's join the conversation with Kelly now. March is Women's History Month, and today we are going to talk about possibly a sensitive topic because, come on ladies, we need to confess just a little bit, we're a little heavy on the multitasking side, right? So today we're going to talk about multitasking, and I am truly honored to have Pam Pujo join me on the show today. Let me tell you a little bit about Pam. She's based in Dallas, Texas, and she owns a real estate investment company. She's the host of a weekly internet radio show, Ideal Insights, that provides curated content focused on inclusion, diversity, equity, accessibility, and leadership. Previously, Pam was the manager of diversity and inclusion for a prestigious law firm, as well as for American Airlines. She is originally from Louisiana and holds a master's degree from Southern Methodist University. Pam believes in giving back to her community, and that's actually going to be one of the things that we dive into later today. But first, let me welcome Pam to the show. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on the show. So we are both former or current (laughs) diversity and inclusion (laughs) leaders, Um, and so we are accustomed to celebrating Women's History Month. It's a part of our careers. It's a part of what we do. But as we mentioned earlier, multitasking is a little bit of a habit for most women. Do you agree with that statement? Yes, definitely. I think women... Sometimes we reach that point where we don't know how to say no. Mm. So we're constantly taking on things that we are juggling um, between work and family and community work and church. Um, so yeah, multitasking, I think, is like second nature for, us, for a lot of women. I agree. I actually wrote a blog post about multitasking on BeWellMySoul.com. I'll include a link to that post in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. But one of the things that I talked about is sometimes if we multitask too much, it can actually interfere with our ability to either know our calling in life or to actually live our life purpose. I'm curious, you wear multiple hats, Pam. How are you trying to find balance or how are you trying to prioritize all that you put on your plate? Because you've got quite a few things on your plate. (laughs) Yes, I do. I would say it's almost overflowing. But one way that I try to stay balanced in everything is to start my day focused spiritually. I think if we have order in our lives, you know, God first, then everything else will fall in place. So every morning, you know, I'll start the day with prayer, meditation, reading scriptures, and just asking God to guide my steps and what he would have me to accomplish for that day. And then also after that, I try to outline what tasks need to be accomplished for that day. So kind of like time blocking. Mm. So if I know I need to have a meeting scheduled, that's time blocked. If I know that a certain task needs to be met by deadline, that's time blocked. And it kind of helps me keep from going like in circles. Yeah, and so even outside of your businesses that you own, the show that you host, 
you're super active in the community. You're the president of your sorority chapter in Dallas. You serve on the Texas Diversity Council in a leadership role. How, among all of those activities, how do you determine maybe where God is leading you? Do you talk, you know, talk to me a little bit about that? I think community service is very important, you know, giving back of ourselves. I think that helps us find our purpose, especially if you're giving back in an area where you have passion. So if you have a passion for something, then it, it flows easier because you know that's where God is leading you. And, and you know inside when he's leading you in a certain direction and he wants you to take on that project. So like being the president of the sorority chapter, we have like 188 members. So I would say that's like another small business that I'm managing but not getting paid. (laughs) But it's very fulfilling, especially when you see, you know, the membership increases and that we're doing good work for the community. So that gives you joy. That gives you purpose. So it doesn't really feel like it's it's a task until you get into a lot of the administrative work. But the pieces where we're mentoring uh, young students or, you know, hosting sessions on how to be fit and be healthy, that really brings you fulfillment. And also the same on the diversity council. I, mean, I think diversity and inclusion are major parts in our society and in our workforces because um, we need to make sure that everyone has a seat at the table. So working in those two areas, I find it very fulfilling. I think there's purpose and passion in both of those fields. So it really helps me when I am trying to multitask. Okay, I know this is something that I enjoy doing. So I want to work it into my schedule. Can you say a little bit more about purpose and passion? Because I think sometimes from a secular point of view or a world view, you hear this message of, well, do what you're passionate about. For believers, do you believe that's true? How, do, how can a believer really understand or get discernment, perhaps, about their passion and their purpose? I think, you know, God created us all for a purpose. And discernment comes through prayer and reading of the word. I've always asked myself that same question, you know, at a point in time was like, you know, why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my passion? But whenever you are working on a certain task and you feel just joy, when it doesn't feel like it's work or a burden, you know that's something that God has instilled in you. You know, some people have the purpose and passion to work with children. Some people have the purpose and passion to work like in the healthcare field. Even if you like enjoy working with numbers, you know, as, as a CPA or an accountant or in that field, that's your purpose and your passion because God has put that inside of you. It's one of your skills and your talents. I know for me personally, that's always been a bit of a struggle because, well, I'm, a, I'm passionate about a lot of things. <laughs> so um, it becomes, how do I prioritize and how do I know that that passion is truly perhaps a gift or a calling that the Lord has given me, or is that something that I just personally interested in? So I can relate and connect to that, that there is a difference when you have a level of joy when you're doing something, because joy is completely different than happiness. Happy, mm-hmm. Happiness is fleeting. It can change very quickly. Can you talk a little bit about the joy aspect? Sure. So joy, I mean... It's, it's almost indescribable. It's that feeling that deep down inside of you. It doesn't matter what is happening, if things are going good, things are going bad. You still feel joy and a sense of peace on the project that you're working on. So, it, you know, happy, you could be happy one minute and then sad the next. So that's dependent upon emotions. Mm -hmm. That's where joy comes from deep, deep within. I agree. And I think joy helps you to keep pushing 
even when the circumstances are not ideal. Exactly. So we talked a little bit about the fact that you're wearing multiple hats and the real estate investment is a relatively new venture. Can you talk a little bit about how that journey began for you and what God is leading you to do through this new business? So the real estate venture was like something totally kind of out of the box. You know, I was always fascinated here living in Dallas. You see all the construction and you know, homes and buildings and real estate is is something that's here to stay. You know, land is everywhere. And so looking for opportunity, because I think there are times when God starts to put uneasiness in you and you know that he's trying to shift you into a different direction. And so I said, God, whenever you want me to take the next opportunity, the next step, the next move in my life, make it clear and plain. And so I started seeing the advertisements, you know, how to start your business and real estate. I was like, okay, that might be something to look into. And when I went to the seminar, I was like, well, it sounds interesting. I still have my nine to five. Maybe this is something that I can do part time and just really started learning the business, learning that there's a lot to learn, trying to get past that learning curve. But then God put on my heart. It's like, well, I want you to start to, to leave your current job, you know, your nine to five, your income, steady paycheck, direct deposit <laughs> to something that's just a little bit more unstable, but can also help provide, you know, means for you and also provide assistance to other people. So I really prayed on it and prayed on it for a few months. It wasn't one of those while immediately obedient mm-hmm. to God's word because that was it was truly a leap of faith to leave that steady job. But I was becoming so miserable. It's like I really enjoyed the passion of working in diversity, but how and where was not as fulfilling, shall I say. And so stepping out, leaving my um, job at the the law firm and starting my real estate company, you know, had to find attorneys to start the company, find accountants, start learning the classes, you know, networking, um, and just really stepping out of my comfort zone. And I think that's one way that God really wants us to see is that he, we have to trust him in everything that we do. And we have to, I had to trust him that he would provide the financial resources that he would provide the people resources that I needed to help me learn the business, um, bring those opportunities in my path. And that has happened. It has been a fulfilling experience stepping out on faith and trusting him. You know, it's, it's not always easy to trust God because a lot of times we are controlling people. Mm. We're imperfect people. So we want to be in control of everything. We want to know the outcome before the outcome happens. And as believers, we know that's not how God operates. He will show you one step at a time and you have to trust him to keep taking those steps. And that's what I've had to do in this business, Um, but it's been a growth and learning experience for me. I mean, I've met so many different people from all over the country. This business has taken me to different parts of the country, to California, DC. So last year I traveled more than I'd ever traveled before, attending different conferences and meeting so many people. So it has been um, a great experience, a learning experience, learning to trust God more and more. But we always know that he's there. He's faithful. He always provides a ram in the bush. Wow. I just have to say, amen. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. You have said so many like spot on things and I want to touch on a couple of them. But before we do that, I want to ask you to continue to take a leap of faith with me for a moment and really be vulnerable, um, as open as you can, because I would love for people to know 
if you could describe that moment when you knew that you had to act on what you felt like God was leading you to do. Can do you was there a particular moment? Like how did you how did you know? I think the moment came when I just felt so heavy with you know, it felt like I was burdened down, like nothing was going right. And you just have that feeling inside of you like you're about to explode. Like, okay, I know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I know you're trying to direct me over to here because everything feels so uncomfortable in the current situation. Mm-hmm. And the minute that I was obedient and gave my notice it's like a load was lifted. Wow. And I was just like, okay, wow. I love it. And the minute that I did do that, that's when people started saying, hey, I know this person you need to talk to. I know this person you need to meet and talk to. So doors started opening. You know, I, I talk pretty often about a book called Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. It is one of my favorite spiritual development type books ever of all times. And he talks about how there will be a moment in your life where you have a crisis of belief. You will, mm-hmm. li- you will literally have a fork in the road of, are you going to trust God or are you not? And he will create circumstances where you will get to almost that pressure point, that tipping point, where not acting is no longer an option. And it sounds as if perhaps that was a moment for you. Yes, it was. And I've, I've read that book, Kelly. I um, actually did that Bible study. And I remember one of the exercises in that book was to take a walk. And I took a walk in a wilderness park. Had never been, you know, I'm not an outdoorsy person. So mm-hmm. I was like, God, do you really want me to go into this wooded area? And that's kind of how our life is. Mm. We go into these wooded areas. Um, and I went in, it was dark on one side, but when I came out, the sun was shining. So it was just like an amazing experience. He's like, yes, I will bring you through the darkness and the wilderness, but I will also bring you out into the light. Wow. 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 Oh my goodness. That is such a beautiful analogy, and I love how God will speak through his creation, right? Like this wooded area, he's totally speaking through you, to you, through this creation or his creation. And I I tell people often, and I even, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see some of my postings about how God may give us a vision. He may show us a glimpse of what he wants us to do, but we we'll really never see the full picture. If we're waiting for the full bullet point PowerPoint presentation of exactly how God's vision for your life is going to come to pass, we're going to all be waiting a really long time. Jesus will probably already be back. <laughs> so yeah. it, it is that ability. The degree to which we will be able to live out our vision and our purpose is the degree to which we are willing to walk through the dark periods. And if we're not willing, yeah, if we're not willing to do that, and I'm not saying it's easy, I personally do not enjoy it. But if we're not willing to walk through that dark wooded area, we have no idea how beautiful and bright it will be on the other side. Yeah, that's life. Life is not always roses and sunshine. You know, just reading this this morning about Jesus in the boat and the storm and he's sleeping in the boat. You know, we have to trust him to bring us that peace in the storm. Absolutely. So earlier you talked about how we, and I'm going to use the royal we, (laughs) the royal we women as queens, sometimes we can be a bit controlling 
and you touched on that. Can you say a little bit more? How has that unfolded for you? Yeah, I think in the terms of controlling, it's more of us trying to control our outcomes Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that we are always seen in the perfect light and we weren't created to be perfect people. Um, Controlling can be very stressful because when eventually you realize you are not in control of anything (laughs) on this earth. (laughs) No matter how much we would like to think so or try, you know, it can be futile. So, but yeah, I think controlling, we have to learn to let go and learn to trust God. That's, that's a big issue for a lot of people, especially for women, because we, we're the nurturers, we're the caregivers, so we want to make sure that everyone is taken care of and we control every situation to make sure that everything happens just the way we want it to. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that surrendering that control can be just as freeing. Absolutely. You used a really key word, and Henry Blackaby talks about that too, is surrendering. And I know personally, I've had to pray and ask the Lord to help me surrender my desired outcomes, what you just talked about, right? So in other words, if I'm praying about a situation, instead of praying for the specific way that I want the Lord to move, it's, Lord, however you want to have this situation be resolved, whatever that looks like, whatever is according to your will, I will be okay. Or can you help me be okay? And that was a big step for me because I typically have a very clear and accurate vision of how I want God to move in a particular situation. But I think that is all tied to control and that sometimes we really limit God's ability to move in our life because we're holding on too tightly. Yes. And we're, we're not trusting. That is like a key word, trusting, trusting God. That's when you learn to let go of the control. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a little bit about, um, multitasking, having those leap of faith moments or seasons in our careers. How would you say spiritual authenticity has come into play for you in your career through these different journeys? I think to be spiritually authentic, you have to have a relationship um, with with God and with, with the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, and not just looking at religion. Because I've been I mean, I grew up Baptist, Methodist, non-denomination, but it's all about that relationship that keeps me spiritually authentic, knowing and living by the word because the word transcends all. So I think to be spiritually authentic, I just need to stay grounded in my relationship, my vertical relationship with God. And then that will help me be authentic with my horizontal, horizontal relationships with those of us here on earth. That's great. Have you ever had a time where it was, you know, maybe particularly challenging to be spiritually authentic or, because I'm assuming that it wasn't just like overnight, you became this spiritually authentic person all of the time. How, how was that journey for you? No, I think because we're developing your relationship with God, it it takes time. Mm -hmm. So at one point in my life, you know, I think, I guess, maybe like in my 20s or so, you just want to be your own person. You want to be free. Um, I didn't have that spiritual, authentic relationship with God. I was just, I was doing my own thing. Right. And yeah, I was like, okay, I'll I'll get to church one day, you know, I'll become involved. But there's so many things that happened in my life 
that were negative, you know, with family situations, financial situations, um, work situation, you know, being fired from work and being out of work for a year, that was a very challenging time. So you're really questioning God, you're questioning your, your faith, you know, like I'm doing all the right things, at least I think I'm doing all the right things. Why is this happening? to me. That's when you start to question. So I've had those moments where I've doubted, you know, God, my faith, and when it just seems like he's not there and he's so quiet. Yes, yeah, so it, it's, it can be challenging during times like that when you don't know what's going to happen, like unemployed, you know, I need to eat, I need to keep a house, a roof over my head. So yeah, so it, it, was, it was tough at times to kind of stay within that spiritual authenticity. Absolutely. And so if I guess if I'm paraphrasing what you're sharing right now, as your relationship with the Lord grows, so does your ability to be spiritually authentic? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely, you can be spiritually authentic, maybe by the world standards, but in terms of as a Christian being spiritually authentic, it's totally tied to our relationship with the Lord. I I totally agree. Because, you know, the world, the they're blowing east, south, you know, east, west, north, south. There's no way to be grounded, and he provides that grounding for our spirituality. Absolutely, because I think you know other other faiths, other spiritual practices, they also meditate. And for a long time, meditation, I would sort of even avoid using that word, but it's biblical. And I think David talks about it in the Psalms, you know, I will meditate on your ways, I will meditate on your words. And so as believers, believers, it's about making sure that our meditation, our thinking process, our thinking time, our quiet time, where we are focusing inwardly, is really focusing on the Lord and what does his word say during that meditation time. I totally agree because we have to meditate on his word. And that's usually what the meditation is for me, is that I have the scripture that I'm reading and having that work through me on how I can apply it in my life. That's great. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up in just a few moments. I would love for you to share how people can connect with you, how they can maybe follow up with you after the show. Um, great. So I do have a website. It's www.pamelapujo. That's P-A-M-E-L-A-P-U-J-O.com. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'm the only person with this name, so I shouldn't be too hard to locate. So I look forward to connecting with anyone um, regarding questions. I also have my weekly radio show, Ideal Insight. That's every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. And you can log on to www.flikefrank, be like boy, rn.us, and join us there. Excellent. And that's on the Fishbowl Radio Network, right? Yes. Fishbowl Radio Network. Um, jump in into the Red Bowl. Fantastic. And I'll be sure to include in the show notes links to your website as well as to your show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. And that way people can hopefully tune in every week to Ideal Insights. And then obviously I hope everyone will tune in on the first and third Monday where I release a brand new episode of Cubicles in Christ podcast show. Also want to remind everyone that I would love to hear from you. I'm going to go into my email inbox and share with you a note that I received from Tiffany and she writes in, you know, I try to avoid the wor- using the word proud. 
So today I'll say that I am so impressed, inspired, appreciative, and excited about your podcast. The episode with Christina Flores just blessed my spirit. Kelly, thank you for your obedience to the Holy Spirit. I pray that believers who are bound by fear will learn to exercise faith and seek opportunities to let their light shine for his glory in the workplace. This podcast is a game changer. Tiffany, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to send me a note. I love hearing from all of my listeners. And if you go to cubiclesandchrist.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, you will find a link to my email address where you can contact me. Please share your feedback about the show. If you have any ideas about future show episodes, I would love to hear from you. So Pam, I want to thank you for taking the time to share with us your journey, um, how you've taken some bold leaps of faith to honor God, obey God in your life and in your career. Thank you so much for being on the show. Ah, Thank you, Kelly, for having me. I really enjoyed it. Great. And I do want to also give you another opportunity. Is there any final words you want to share with our guests? I would just say, you know, be bold in Christ. Trust him. He always will guide you in the right direction. Absolutely. And amen to that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's get ready to pray and then we'll close out. Father God, we just rejoice in the fact that we can trust you for the small things, for the big things. And Lord, we just take every concern, every yoke that we have upon us. We just give it to you today, Lord. For those of us who might feel burdened by decisions, burdened by situations, circumstances, relationships, financial situations, health issues, Lord, we just lift them to your throne of grace where we can find mercy in our time of need. I thank you for hearing our cry to you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Until next time, thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining this episode of Cubicles in Christ. Be sure to visit BeWellMySoul.com for fresh biblical inspiration and practical ideas to thrive in life. May you grow in peace, love, and soul prosperity.